Welcome to The Patient Podcast, a series of conversations with innovators, HR leaders, and benefit advisors about how they're solving benefit challenges and building healthier communities by helping people access and afford healthcare. Hi, I'm Laura Cave. J.R. Clark is with me today, and we're excited to welcome Lori Mihalik-Levin for a conversation about Mindful Return, a solution that she's built to support parents coming back to work after a parental leave. You know, J.R., we spend a lot of time in these episodes talking about access to care and financial wellness and how important these things are for overall employee wellness and workforce productivity, but there are so many other ways that employees struggle and need support as they're moving through different stages of life. And there's a really big focus right now, um, really importantly, on access to things like fertility benefits, adoption support, and of course, paid leave to care for a new addition to the family. But it seems like there's maybe a little bit less focus on supporting those employees when they come back to work. And so I'm wondering if you can talk a little bit about how you think this impacts organizations from like a people risk perspective. Hey, Laura. Mm -hmm. So for sure, Um, you know, taking a step back, really the purpose of an employer offering benefits is really to help those employers manage their people risks. So we can think of this as risks of an employee leaving their job or kind of risk of an employee getting sick or hurt or just being less productive than they would otherwise be if they were healthy. So, you know, the welfare of the business really is very much tied to the wellness of its workforce. So when you think about something like people returning from parental leave, and you know, on a personal note, I, I've been there. I, I've been there twice, So, I, but it's been a long time. I have a 15-year-old and a 12-year-old, So, um, but it is definitely a huge adjustment coming back. And there are a ton of changes to cope with on top of just returning to a normal work schedule. So that's things like, you think about like the most lack of sleep you've ever had in your life, or doctor's appointments, and childcare, and breastfeeding in some cases. And really just a whole new routine as the the new family unit adjusts to kind of a parent going back to work. So this takes very real time out of the day, and it can create a risk of, you know, number one, certain healthcare issues not being addressed for parents. Uh, And even more straightforward from that, there's the basic thing of that this new routine really can be too difficult or seem too difficult for a person to balance, which creates a risk that someone will eventually just leave their job. Yeah, I I know that Lori is going to tell us a lot more about all of this, but I can see immediately why this is such a concern for benefit professionals. So I'm glad we're going to dig into this today. Uh, Before I introduce her and bring her into the call, I just want to tell you a little bit more about her background. As I mentioned, Lori is the CEO and founder of Mindful Return, a program that guides new parents through the transition back to work after parental leave. More than 90 companies currently offer their employees her four-week online program as a parental leave benefit. Um, Lori is also the author of the book, Back to Work After Baby, How to Plan and Navigate a Mindful Return from Maternity Leave. And she's the co-host of the Parents at Work podcast. And so um, lastly, she is mama to two wonderful redheaded boys and is a lawyer in private practice. Her thought leadership has been featured in publications including Forbes, The Washington Post, New York Times Parenting, Thrive Global, and The Huffington Post. So Lori, welcome to the show. 
I'm so delighted to be here. Thanks for having me, Laura and JR. Really excited to have this conversation with you. Yeah. So I wonder if you could tell us a little bit about your journey to creating Mindful Return. We always like to start by asking people how they got into this and really um, understand the source of that spark that that drives you in um, building this cool new solution. Thank you. So the spark was sheer desperation uh, back to those early days that you remember quite well. I'm sure JR or have perhaps tried to blur from your memory. Um, I returned to work full time after my first son was born and I was doing healthcare policy work as a lawyer and I found it to be a challenge. And I looked around for resources that could help me with that personal and professional identity transition to working parenthood. And I came up pretty empty handed. I mean, I found snarky articles about how I shouldn't put pictures of my kids on my desk or I might leak on my shirt if I were breastfeeding, but I didn't find high quality resources. I found plenty of baby-focused stuff, how to puree baby food and how to pump and all that. And, and we need the baby stuff, but we also need the, the grown-up support. And then I had baby number two, two years later. And I say often that I sort of went off the rails at that point. I probably had undiagnosed postpartum anxiety. I was crying on the kitchen floor all the time. I did not know how I was going to keep all of the balls in the air and keep all of this going. And um, at the time, I wound up taking an online course for moms specifically. It was called the Abundant Mama Project. And um, it connected me to about 100 other moms all over the globe who had kids of all different ages who were all just trying to keep it all together and find the abundance in life instead of just the crazy overwhelm. And I said to my husband, who, by the way, he's the entrepreneur, he's the MBA, I'm the risk-averse lawyer. And I say to him, we really need a program like this that connects moms to each other, but for the return to work specifically so that they can have high quality educational resources. They can have connections to other people going through the exact same thing as they are. And my dear husband said, what are you going to do about this? And um, sort of dared me to start doing something about it. So I sat and my hand shook and I started blogging and, you know, probably nobody read that first blog post, but I was terrified to put it into the world. And um, I started creating this four-week course for people to take and started talking to employers about whether it's something that they would need. And I very quickly got employers who were saying, we've been looking for something that's going to help us retain our new parents and, you know, let's let's partner on this. So that's, that's the inception story. It's the um, creation of what I wished had existed for myself when I went back to work after my two parental leaves. Lori, that is so awesome. I mean, I... I that's to me like one of the most fun parts of this conversation is just hearing the the whole inspiration behind getting things like this mm -hmm. rolling. So specific to kind of kind of the why of what you did. So I mentioned a couple of items earlier, but you know, tell us a little bit more about the primary issues that parents face when they return to work. And then kind of secondary to that is, is there anything that benefit professionals may not actually be aware of? Yeah. Um, I think you hit the nail on the head with your list earlier, JR. I was nodding along as you were saying the sleep deprivation and the pumping. And I mean, some of the things that the people we work with grapple with most are fear of how they will be perceived and shaken confidence and just a general um, confusion about how they're going to fit in everything into a day and return to a world has maybe stayed the same while their lives have changed massively. Um, 
I think with respect to very specific concerns, you know, you can talk about the sleep deprivation that goes away after a year. And so one thing that I like to say to the employers is like, this is a phase, this is a season of the person's life. They will not be sleep deprived forever, right? When it comes to the individual, I tell them, don't make any major decisions about your life or career in the first like six months while you're not sleeping, right? We're not functioning as well as we might. The other thing that I try to tell everybody and try to remind everyone of is that parenthood provides us with amazing leadership skills. Um, It grows things in us around empathy and prioritization and whatnot, which are all directly translatable to our jobs. And so I don't think employers keep in mind enough the idea that parenthood is a perfect training ground for leadership, that the neuroscience actually shows that the one year following the birth of our child is the most neuroplastic one's brain will ever be. And so in adulthood anyway. And so these are, are things that someone can gain through parenthood that we should be putting more emphasis on and not just talking about all the things that one can't do when they become a parent. Um, In terms of what an employer might not know about parenthood, they might not see someone floundering. They might not feel the the guilt that they're going through when they leave at 530 to go pick up their kid, even though they had previously been able to stay longer. Um, There are very well-documented maternal biases in the workplace. There's something called the maternal wall, which is often what a mom hits and runs up against when people start questioning her competence and her commitment, even though she hasn't hasn't lost any skills and she's just as committed to her career as before. And there are well-documented biases against fathers for being caregivers in the workplace and dads who are scared to take their paternity leave. People say, oh, well, we offer this great leave and the dads aren't taking it. So I want the employers to remember that people are scared for reasons and we don't need to be scared. We need to celebrate the the wonderful skills that parents are getting in the workplace and really support them through this transition. I love that. I mean, I I confess, like I never thought of the identity change and the things that you think about and the perception factors being such a big part of mm. you know the productivity and the issues that are going on not to mention any postpartum depression or anxiety going on i can imagine that this would contribute to that tremendously yeah. um i think that's that's it's very emotionally aware i think your assessment of the issues. Yeah. So I wonder, um, let's dig into what you actually built. I want to hear about Mindful Return Solution, <laughs> why it's it's better and different than what else might be out there. Wonderful. No, I'm happy to share. I feel like I would be remiss if I didn't also flag just like the massive gap in childcare availability right now. And I don't know how aware employers are, but since the pandemic, we've lost at least 20% of all childcare spots that are available in the country in the United States. And um, it was bad before the pandemic and then you know lots of things shut down so i just want to say like one of the biggest stresses on new parents is finding someone to be able to consistently care for their child so to the extent you're an employer who can offer things like backup childcare and whatnot like that is a brilliant thing to add um, but i'm happy to share more about the mindful return solution um we are essentially um as a signature product a four week online cohort-based, so group-based program. There's one for new moms. There's one for new dads. And then we have other courses for parents of special needs children. And we've got chapters in different parts of the globe, like the UK and South Africa. But let's just focus for, first on our like standard new mom and new dad programs. 
Um, it's a four week long online asynchronous course. So the new mom or new dad doesn't have to be anywhere at a given time of day or night because it is very hard to find a time of day or night that a new parent can like specify where they're going to be. Um, we also, it helps with uh, different time zones for participation. And people join from uh, all over the place, either because their employer offered it to them as a, you know, as a benefit or because their friend told them about it and they signed up online. And essentially what happens is for each weekday over the course of a four-week period, the person gets access to one new lesson in a private course portal. They go in, they log into the portal, they read the lesson, and then there's a a discussion board that follows each lesson where everybody's writing back and forth to each other. So you might have a mom saying, it's 2 a.m., I'm up nursing and I'm reading this lesson and here's what I'm thinking about it. Um, the, the course is broken into four weeks and four themes. The first week is all about a mindful mindset for going back to work after parental leave, sort of the how to get your head in a better place to go back. The second week is all about um, the logistics of returning. This is everything from how to transition your child into childcare and feel okay about that or know that you might not feel okay for a while about it um, to navigating your schedule when you come back to figuring out what to do when the unexpected strikes and you know your kid is now sick and their childcare provider is on vacation or whatever um, even including you know feeding your baby and nourishing them whether you are breastfeeding or not. Um, the third week of the course is focused on leadership. This ties into what I was saying before of really encouraging people to view their leave and return as a leadership opportunity to take credit for all of the things that they did to make sure that their leave and return went smoothly, and then to really value the skills that they're gaining through parenthood. Then the fourth week is all about building and staying in community, mostly so you don't isolate yourself crying on the kitchen floor like I did for way too long in early parenthood. So, you know, for about, it, it's really up to the individual, but you could spend five to 15 minutes a day sort of reading the, the lesson and then interacting with your course participants via these prompts. And then after the course is over, we have now a really wonderfully robust alumni community that people automatically enter. We've got private Facebook and LinkedIn groups. We have two calls every month for our alumni to just make sure that they're getting ongoing working parent coaching and support. Um, and what makes us different from the other solutions out there is that community connection um, and sort of high quality information that is packaged in a digestible way and accessible when the person needs it. Um, there's lots of one-on-one -on -one coaching available out there for, for new parents. And I think that's a wonderful feature. It's something that we're happy to offer to those who want it. Um, there's also a lot of programming out there. There are workshops and webinars around uh, you know, parental leave that employers offer to their employees. And that's cool. And we do that as well. But I think what makes Mindful Return unique is the focus on mindfulness, really the ability to be present where you are when you're there, but also the idea that you are in a group of other people from other industries and sectors and other companies and all sort of cross-pollinating ideas around how to make this return work and telling each other, oh my gosh, like I had that crazy thought run through my head too, and now I don't feel as alone about it. So it's a, the ability to connect with other people who are also going through it and to have that facilitated and moderated for you and be coached through it um, in a pretty digestible way is I think what sets us apart. And you know, what you're saying is so, it resonates so much. So kind of one side quick story here is, 
I remember when when we had our first child, one of our doctors mentioned to my wife, she said, hey, don't forget the 369 rule. We're like, what's the 369 rule? And the whole deal behind that is that your baby has growth spurts at three weeks, six weeks, nine weeks, and then three months, six months, nine months. And so the doctor said, so expect your baby to be very hungry and very crabby around those timeframes. And and it happens to be like the second part of it that she said was, you know, that's when you're going back, like you're typically going back to work at say three months, right when a growth spurt is happening, right when there's extra feeding that needs to happen, right when there's a lot of crabbiness. And then, you know, you're trying to get your traction three months into being back. Now you've got this next growth spurt and everything. And, and it was crazy because I had never heard that before, nor had my wife. And actually, when I returned to work and I talked to folks about it, nobody had ever heard that rule before. But there's something that's like from a community connection side, that's how messaging and coping and things like that really, really end up getting spread and work is just hearing those kinds of things and having the connection to be able to talk about those types of things. So it's fascinating. It's really exciting that you set it up that way. Yeah. Nobody warned me about that sleep regression that happens around the three, four month mark. Oh my gosh. I didn't even know what the term sleep regression meant, but it meant it means that they stop sleeping. Essentially, <laughs> yes, it's a- baby sleeping along fine and then boom, it stops. And that is exactly at that inflection point when a lot of people in the United States are going back to work, which is a mess. Yes. Yeah, for sure. So let's flip this a little bit because I'm this. I love results on things like this, mm-hmm. and I can imagine you have results you could speak about all day long. So, can you talk a little bit about the impact you're seeing of the program from the program? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, what one of the main reasons that I started Mindful Return in the first place, uh, other than my own sheer desperation, was really frustration with the leaky leadership pipeline that ha- often happens when, especially women, have children. And I was seeing, you know, I, I'm a lawyer. I worked at law firms. We have, you know, the average percentage of women partners at a law firm is 20%, right? I mean, it's pretty abysmal. Um, and so I was watching people leave and wondering how we could work to to stop some of the attrition that was happening. And so um, I was really excited to find that we did a study of the first 1,000 people who had been through the Mindful Return program. Um, we've had over 2,000 people go through it to, at this point. So we're, we're running another data study, but we looked a couple of years ago at the first 1,000 people who had been through the program. And we discovered that over a five-year period, 85% of those individuals were still with their same employer and 93% were still in the workforce. Now, that contrasts dramatically with the global uh, United States average, rather, of 64% of women who go back after they have a baby. So, you know, there's a delta there between the 64 and the 85%. I think that there are always going to be some people who um, know that they're absolutely going back after leave. There will be some people who absolutely know a small percentage that they're absolutely not going back after they have leave. And then there's a huge middle ground of people saying, I don't know, like, I think I'm going to try this, but I don't know if it's going to work. And is anybody going to support me through it? And we'll see how it goes. And those are the people who I think really are affected here. The other sort of exciting success story that I will share is, um, you know, we've been working with some partners for the past seven or eight years. And there's one particular global law firm that we've been supporting for about that amount of time. And they just this year had a partner promotion class um, of 40 people globally. Um, partners and counsel who had just been elevated to the ranks of partner and counsel. And we looked through the list and a full quarter of those people had been through the Mindful Return program. And to me, 
I get really excited, not just because I want employers to be able to retain their working parent talent and for people to feel good about staying, but for them to be leaders in their organizations and be able to change the narrative and the tone and set examples for people coming after them. So that sort of story really warms my heart. Um, I think what makes the most impact to me is when I talk to individuals who have gone through the program, though. I, I ran into a woman on an elevator in D.C., um, and she said, oh, are you, you're the mindful return person. I said, yeah, I am. And she goes, I took your course. And and I said to her, well, how's your baby? How was your return? And she said, oh, the return was pretty much a non-issue because I thought through all the stuff beforehand. So let me tell you about what's going on in my life now. So what I like to do is to make this stressful experience more of a non-issue because people have a structured way to work through it. That's fantastic. I love that You know, it's not just about keeping people at work, but it's letting them fulfill their full potential at work. And it proves your point, you know, that story about the the law firm and those folks becoming partners that parenthood actually contributes to leadership skills that make you more organized, more effective in the workforce. And I think reframing that is, is really empowering. Yeah. And when an employee hears from their employer, not only, hey, I want you to come back, but here's a tool to help you do it. And like, I'm going to work with you and we're going to figure this out together. That is a huge positive message that they can take away with them that makes them pretty loyal, right? It's like, oh, my employer really helped me through this hard time in my life or this this challenging transition. Right, right, right. And that explains why you see, you know, 85% are still with the same employer in today's, you know, turnover friendly world. That's pretty yes. uncommon. Yes, <laughs> um, exactly. Awesome. So I want to ask, you know, you've been at this for a little while. You've had thousands of people go through the program. What is coming up next for you for Mindful Return? I'm curious, you know, what's on the horizon that has you excited? Yeah. Um, I have always loved foreign languages and international relations and things like that. But I became a Medicare reimbursement lawyer, and Medicare is only a U.S. program. Oh. So all of my like lawyer professional work to date has been very U.S. focused. Uh-huh. So I am really excited that Mindful Return has been able to grow internationally. Right, and we opened a chapter two years ago in the U.K. that is now totally taking off. Um, South Africa and India. We translated the program at the request of some of our employer clients into Spanish and Portuguese, so that we could serve new parents in Latin and South America. And I'm most excited um, sort of on the horizon this year. We have um, sort of upcoming a French chapter, an Australia chapter, and this May, May of 2023, a chapter for entrepreneurs who are new parents who are crafting their own parental leaves because they don't have an employer sort of to do that for them. Um, You know, we have a course specifically for managers. We have a course that's for parents of special needs children. I love that we are able to very organically identify different populations that may need something else. Mm. Um, We have an idea that we might craft a course specifically for academics who are, you know, people in academia going through parental leave because their issues are a little bit different than folks Mm -hmm. who are in a traditional, um, you know, employer, employer setting. So um, next for Mindful Return is finding where the need is and going there. That's incredible. It's, it's both, you know, getting, narrower in your your service as specific you know niches within mm-hmm. parenting but then it's also expanding all over the globe that's so exciting yeah yeah thank you thank you i should also mention that you know we have our roots in that transition back to work after parental leave right and now that our 
alumni are growing and their kids are getting older and older, they have come back to us and said, okay, like now I have toddlers, now I have school-aged children, like what can you do for us now? And so last year we launched a program that we call Mindful Return 201, which is like the next level up course um, where we're able to support working parents in sort of like the work-life integration balance struggle, even when they're past that parental leave stage. So um, as I said, we, we listen to people who come and say, we need X. And if it fits within our mission of supporting working parents broadly, then we build it. And that's great. Lori, you're making a big difference. So really appreciate what you do. And, and we appreciate that you're taking time with us today. So how can folks get in touch with you? I'm honored to have been here. Thank you for taking the time to focus on this really important subject. Um, if anyone wants to reach out, they can find me at Lori, L-O-R-I, at mindfulreturn.com. I would also urge you to uh, explore our website, www.mindfulreturn.com. There is specifically a header at the top that's marked for employers if you'd like to learn more about our employer offerings. Um, I am on all the usual social media channels. You can feel free to link in with me and say you heard this conversation and I'll be happy to accept your LinkedIn request. Um, I do a Tuesday tip for working parents that anyone can you know listen to on Instagram at mindful return is our handle. I'm on Facebook and then I um, co-host the Parents at Work podcast which you can find on all the places one finds podcasts. And finally, oh, I would be remiss if I didn't mention this. Um, I am the serial founder of two working parent groups at two different organizations. And as I was starting these working parent groups, I realized I was always recreating the wheel. So I started collecting people who were also running working parent groups at their organizations. And now we're a group of 260 some leaders of working parent groups across the country. It's called the Working Parent Group Network, and we get together just to share ideas and um, help us run our employee resource groups or ERGs more smoothly. So if anyone wants to join that, feel free to go to mindfulreturn.com forward slash WPGN. No cost to join, just a way for people to collaborate all around uh, working parent issues if you are the leader of a working parent group at your organization. That's all. I love it. Well, thank you so, so much, Lori, for being here, for sharing all of your ideas. Your energy is really inspiring, just the way that you saw a need and you're finding so many ways to solve it. I just think that's that's thrilling. So I'm hopeful that our listeners are taking away some inspiration from today and, and we'll find ways to get in touch and collaborate with you. Wonderful. Thanks for having me on, Laura. Thanks, JR. It's been fun to talk to you. And I'm always excited to see working parents thrive in their organizations. I love it. All right. Well, thanks so much for joining us and we'll catch everybody next time. I'm Laura Cave and this has been The Patient Podcast. If you'd like to share feedback or contact us directly about this episode or any other, drop us a note at podcast at patient.com. That's podcast at P-A-Y-T-I-E-N-T.com. Thanks for listening and we'll catch you next time.